by episode, storyline by storyline, character by character, as we break down the making of your favorite zip code with your host, Charles Rose. Did I say that? Harry Mullen. This thing about the, the, the real person, and we're going, what? We're getting rid of this guy. Pete Ferrero. I'm feeling wonderful. <laughs> Kathleen looks crush, TV crush worthy. Like so many special guests. And all your questions, live on the Beverly Hills 90210 Show. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Beverly Hills 90210 Show. Uh, it's Pete, and uh, we're breaking our normal format this week. Uh, last week, we lost Joey Tata, um, our beloved Nat, um, and we thought it would be appropriate to do a show um, that was extraordinary, right? Like something that was really interesting and different and super show-like. And um, so we decided to team up with uh, 90210 OMG, Jenny and Tori's podcast, and do a simulcast of uh, a Zoom and a conversation uh, with some of the people that you love the most, talking about Joey Tata, talking about Denise Douse, and of course, um, Jessica Klein, who we absolutely love. Um, we're going to expand on those conversations at some point, but this is the Zoom conversation and subsequent conversation I had with Brian. Uh, this is that tribute to Joey. And I want to acknowledge that um, a donation was made uh, to the Alzheimer's uh, Association and we're thinking about Kelly Tata. We're thinking about his family and friends. And, um, of course, thinking about Jessica Klein's uh, family and friends as well. And this is an important episode uh, for so many reasons, but mainly to get everybody together. Uh, when I first started this podcast, I had no idea that I would be in the rooms with the people that I'm in the rooms with. Um, but I am just so humble and grateful to be uh in this conversation and uh totally thankful for it so uh here is that and i'll see you guys in a little bit well we are all here together again which is really great but i wish it was for different uh circumstances we're joined by matthew gabrielle and Lindsay, and pete of course jason's coming on and yeah, we have uh, Jason coming in soon. But thanks, guys, for all coming together. Yeah, this is great. I mean, it's good to see everybody again. You know, being the host of the other show, the Beverly Hills 90210 show with Chuck and Larry, it's an honor to be here with all of you. So, uh, you know, it's felt like we lost a family member for fans, I think. And for you guys, it is actually true, like yeah. you lost a family member mm -hmm. in, a, in a lot of ways. So I'm curious for you jenny and tori like how is this going for you this has been a weird time period with a lot of loss and everybody's getting older and things are happening mm -hmm. yeah well first of all we wanted to mention that there are two podcasts 90210 podcasts so pete you guys have the 90210 beverly hills show podcast jen and i have 9021 omg and it really did feel right to kind of merge together and do a simulcast and 
kind of be with everyone as family and celebrate Joey's life today um, and speak about him, um, all our amazing memories that we have and share some laughs. And it would only be right to all do it together. So that's why we're all here. Mm-hmm. And it would only be right to, um, you know, come together for a good thing. Let's let's do that. We're making um, uh, everybody here on the, on the Zoom podcast. I don't know what we should call it. Um, we're all going to be part of a donation to the Alzheimer's Association in memory of our beloved Nat Busicio. Yes. So you asked, yeah, when I heard the news, um, gosh, it was like, you know, it, it, it felt as if a family member had died and I was so far away and I couldn't, you know, that feeling of it doesn't feel real. Um, and uh, it just was a really solemn day and couldn't really exp- explain the like energy that I was feeling, but was definitely um, something that shook me a lot. Uh, Tori, what about you? I mean, you're very close to, to Joe. I mean, you had a lot of scenes together and stuff, and I'm sure you were very, I read your thing that you wrote on Instagram was beautiful. What, what, how are you feeling? I was, I mean, it definitely wasn't unexpected. You know, we know he was suffering for years um, and, and that we knew this was the inevitable. Um, he was 85, um, but you still didn't want it to happen. You wanted mm-hmm. to believe that there was more time, maybe one last hug you could get in, um, <laughs> something like that. So it was still really shocking. And he definitely was like a dad. He was like that fun dad. He was, he, I said in my Instagram post that he reminded me a lot of my dad. He was very funny and body and, um, but would always was a hugger and just, you know, he was great. He felt old school, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> he was the OG. Like you just, it was old Hollywood with Joey. We just got joined by, uh, Jason. Hey, Jay. Hi, Jay. Hi, guys. How is everyone? Nice to see all your faces, guys. Hi. You too, man. Good to see you. Yeah, I wish it was under better circumstances. For sure. Man, you were, I feel like you worked a lot with him. You had, I mean, we talk about sometimes on this show, right? Like the partnerships of the couples and stuff like that. But Brandon and uh, Nat is a thing. It's just, it's a, it's a, (laughs) and you guys had a lot of chemistry. I mean, you guys worked a lot together. How, How are you doing? We did. We we worked a lot together. We also spent a lot of time together uh, outside of work. Joey and I, uh, Joey and I were great friends um, outside of work, which which makes uh, losing him uh, uh, very difficult for me. Joey was Joey was a very influential uh, guy in my in my life in my in my young life uh, in Hollywood. He uh, he sort of took me under his wing and you know introduced me to a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of people and showed me around town in a way that i um that i wouldn't have had access to uh, otherwise uh you know he was a very very you know he, you know like jenny was saying you know he was very old hollywood and he knew a lot of those old hollywood guys and um and he was uh he was he was uh, he was very uh he was he was a, he was a great um he was a great sharer of his knowledge and his experiences. And uh, I will be eternally grateful uh, to him for that. Matthew, no. we have Matthew Lawrence yes. too here. Matthew, do you have any um, 
good Joey stories for us? Well, first of all, I've been lucky enough to see Corey and Peter. Lindsay, you look beautiful. Jason, it's long since I've seen you. I'll tell you that. Um, but my, uh, Joey, what happened to me when I heard this news, you know, we were the old people on the set. We weren't that old, but we were the old people. And all of you uh, youngsters who were going through what you were going through, I think all of us that were older and more veteran felt like a responsibility to all of you. That's the family part that we're talking about. Here's the thing, Joey was one of the warmest, most wonderful people in the world. And we all know that with everybody. There wasn't a time, I was on nine years, there wasn't a time on that where Joey was not hugging me or you or laughing or introducing somebody to somebody. Not one time in the nine years I was there. Here's the thing that destroys me. And it's why people make donations to the Alzheimer's Foundation. Knowing this disease, it's not just Joey, it's anybody that has this disease. The thought that he left us not having memory, not being able to remember how much we all loved him is the thing that breaks my heart the most. And I can't stop thinking about that. And I hope at the end, he had some clarity about how much everyone absolutely adored him. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know, there's part of me that wants to believe that, yeah, it does take the memories away and it affects different people differently but right. there's part of me that wants to believe that in his soul he absolutely remembers hugging each one of us and he yes. felt our love yeah because i think that's the case for all of us it doesn't matter where any of us are or what any of us are going through we're all connected on a soul level because we spent so much really the so much formative time together that we all always know and all you know and i i feel like he did too at the end. I mean, we were so blessed to have that that Zoom that you put together, Pete, for all of us to be able to see him and talk to him. Was that a year, about a year ago? About a year ago. Yeah. yeah. And he was still like, I didn't know Joey at all, just to yeah. be clear, you guys are the cast and I'm again, grateful to be here. But he seemed like even in that Zoom, he was still really hilarious and cracking jokes with all of you and talking about things that you all knew and whatnot. He was still with it and got it. You right. Know? And that was the thing about the disease at that time when we did it, he, he couldn't remember moment to moment that was happening there, but he remembered all of us and he remembered the old times. Joey was very old Hollywood. I think when I think of Joey, I think of his old Hollywood, almost, almost mafia friends you know what I mean like he definitely knew everybody and everything and he'd been I mean he was a man who was filled with stories filled with know-how and history and he'd been a part of it all he'd been around for a long time he was a really good generous spirit and speaking and of old, old 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Sorry, Lindsay. Go ahead. Go I was ahead. just thinking like in terms of him being old Hollywood, you know, for me coming on to your show, at, you know, in the last three seasons, I was such a fan. And I remember, you know, meeting him, first of all, did he not have the warmest smile in the world? <laughs> like he just lit up an entire room. And I remember the thing about him, the old Hollywood thing about him was that he, he had a class and a sort of like, um, there's a way that sets used to run where you were grateful to be there, you know, and you, and you, and you welcomed everyone and you made sure everyone knew everyone else. And, and there was a warmth and just a real gratitude that comes with, you know, knowing how fortunate you are working in Hollywood. And it wasn't just his stories. It was just this overall feeling that, um, you know, you could look to him for that like center. He was always like the center. Yes, and he, he always respected the work and he was always totally prepared every day. He came in, he knew all his lines, he knew exactly what he wanted to do. He was super prepared all the time. And then, you know, that's that's another like old school Hollywood um, professionalism, you know? He was always super prepared and always really ready to work every day, which was which was which was nice for all of us youngsters to see. Yeah, like what Matthew said, I think is true. Like they did sort of have that responsibility of sort of showing us the ropes, if you will, you know, because we were all young and kind of figuring it out too. And I, I think there was a there was a lot to that because they, you know, I know like the other adults on the cast, like I learned so much from just being around them and watching them and hoping that that professionalism sort of like, you know, leaked into my world. And I think it did. I think they had a huge impact on this. And certainly Joey did. You guys remember he would come to set every day. He was always, and this is another old Hollywood thing. He would come dressed. He would have his briefcase. Like he looked great. Like we would all be like in sweats and our hair and masks. Like, you know, we're going to get into glam anyway, but he was always like dressed nicely, had his briefcase walked in like, you know, and that's another thing. Like, you know, it's like when they say people used to dress up to take, you know, flights, it used to be a thing. Like that was on old Hollywood sets. They would always come dressed in their own, like best foot forward presentation yeah it's true, it's uh, I'm, true. Cur I'm curious for you guys you know as you guys were rising in this show it became a super juggernaut and you guys became super famous is joey somebody that helped ground you guys with advice or talk you through when the world seemed like it was you know getting carried away in your in your lives was he someone that could laugh it out with you or talk to you or say hey man don't worry about that or Tori, don't stress that or <laughs> How did how did he handle some of that? He he, he did for me hundred percent. He gave me tons of advice uh, about how to handle stuff all the time. I mean, he was very helpful um, for me personally. I don't know if he I don't know what he did for you guys, Tori, Jenny. Jay, I agree with you. Yes, he was always, and I feel like because we were young, we didn't know. Like you know, later on, got to know what was happening in Joey's personal life and his struggles, but he never brought that to set. He was always more concerned about us and wanted to know what's going on. Talk to me about it. And, you know, he would always place his hands on my shoulders. He would bring me in. He would look me right in the eye, big smile. He'd say, talk to me. And, um, and he did, he would always, you know, talk about the work, talk about the personal aspect of it and what would happen and what was happening. And, for like relationships. I always had like bad relationships with guys. He would always know. And 
You would always be like, we always had something going on. Yeah. <laughs> I need to have someone come in because I got I got connections. Like <laughs> oh, I'll right, do it right. myself. He was yeah. offering his services. Yes. Always. His services. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, he always just made you feel better. Like you could just de-escalate any situation. It felt like just by looking at you and smiling, and it was this, you just got wrapped up in that warmth that was like, you know, Uncle Joey. I don't know something about it. Hey, Lindsay, yeah. I'm curious for you. Like you came in late to, later on in the show, and that could be intimidating in its own self. But was Jay, was Joe someone like that would talk to you and make you feel like you've been there since day one? I think he, I think because, you know, I grew up in this business, so sure. I had been on a bunch of sets, but this was the most intimidating one by far, <laughs> like, <Sorry>. by far. <laughs> um, and there was something about his presence that like Jay said, like there was a professionalism. Um, there was this thing where he just like oozed being an actor that made me feel like, aha, I know what I'm doing because he's going to do what I'm here to do. And I'm not going to be totally freaked out that everyone here I've watched since I was a freshman in high school. Uh, <laughs> and he made me feel um, extremely welcome. I think he called me kid. And I think he called me like nicknames that made me feel like I was a part of the group, you know? Um, he was very aware of, I'm sure having watched all the comings and goings, how a person like me might've felt. So he, I remember him, I remember thinking he went out of his way to make me feel extremely welcome and, you know, valued. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, yeah. definitely. You know, he also just like, I was thinking while you were talking, Lindsay, that he, he you could tell he loved what he did. Yeah, he loved acting. He said, how lucky are we to be doing this? That was his thing. How lucky are we? I know that we're here to talk about, and I'm glad, but I, I feel remiss not to be able to mention Denise and Jessica, because this of is, mm -hmm. I just, I have to say part of all of this is, and I had said this in a post, it's our family and it's a lot of, you know, they're three really important people in different ways. So totally or what about Jessica? A lot of family lately. Jessica Klein wrote so much of the beautiful stuff that you all said. Why don't we talk about her real briefly? Jenny, you, Jenny, I know you're very touched by all of the stuff that she wrote. She wrote, I choose me. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? She wrote some of the most important yeah. things that came through the series. Yeah, she just had that uh, feminine uh, sensibility that the female characters on the show really needed. And um she just knew what she was doing and she knew how to do it. And there was no discussion around it. Like she just took care of it, you know? And I just felt very um, taken care of by her and, and protected by her um, love for the characters that, it, that had been created and, and her desire to keep everybody going in the right direction. Jay, how about you? I, I, you know, I, I felt, uh, I felt a, a great loss when we lost Jessica. She was an incredibly talented um, writer. I was uh, incredibly lucky to work with her as a showrunner um, for the years that she uh, worked with us as a, as our showrunner. Her and her, uh, her unfortunately deceased uh, uh, ex-husband Steve. Um, 
they were they were very good for us as as showrunners and she was a she was a, you know she's also a, she's also a, a lovely lovely she was a lovely lovely woman as well um uh, uh and uh you know I, I you know my my heart goes out to you know her her surviving daughter um and uh and, and her family you know i know that they're they're suffering um these days you know her loss is felt uh, by a lot of a yeah. lot a lot of people you know, beautiful. Um, being at the funeral to be able to hear all these people, and she touched so many lives. Mm. I, I mean, I think that if there is a lesson that you know our our place in this world is to make a difference, she made a difference in so many people's lives, and to hear them speak. It wasn't like, you know, she was a teenager. She was somebody who was older who passed away, not old, but older. And yet it was there was the things that people said about her were so, I was really moved. And I didn't even know, like, stuff outside of her writing, love, she loved doing this. She was a giver. She was, she really believed in um, the idea of service to humanity. She lived that life, walked that walk. It was beautiful. Yeah, that was interesting to learn about all the things that she had done since the show and the impact yeah. that she had had and her faith that, that her, you know, how she, I mean, who told me the story about when she came into town, I don't know, for, I think it was for Luke's funeral and for his service uh, anyway, and how she was, it was on a, on us, I don't know, what is the right word, Gab, Sabat. Sabbath. Shabbat. 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 It's so the Shabbat. Right. She didn't drive. So I, they, they, she stayed at a hotel close by enough that she could walk the walk through, you know, nature and take that time to like really let it sink in. I, I don't know. There was just so many cool things that I too learned about her after her passing that were inspirational. It was definitely a fire. Like she was a spitfire. And I love that about her. Like we talk about nowadays, like female bosses, like, like, oh, you're a boss, babe. People throw that term loosely around. Like back in the day, she was that. Like she was so kind and so funny, but filled with so much fire and just led the force. Um, and her daughter and I were talking after she passed and she was like, my mom always loved, she said about me that you were willing to do whatever. And she loved writing for that. And so I am so grateful to Jessica because she wrote a lot of the comedy that I got the chance to do. And that was really important to me. So it meant a lot. She was amazing. It was like a voice of a generation in a, in a way, you know what I mean? For fans, like her voice, her words came through to all, through all of you in such a beautiful way. What about Denise? Denise Douse, Mrs. Teasley, another... Uh -huh. Someone just reminded me the other day that she was at, Mrs. Teasley was at Donna Martin's bachelorette party. That's true. Yes. And I can't wait to rewatch that episode because I did not remember that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't remember that. Either. I literally can't wait for you to watch that. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. That must be in the 10th season. 
That's it, fantastic. It I remember. <laughs> and I think someone said, wow, Donna Martin must have been really hard up for friends if you have to invite your, your vice principal from high school to your bachelorette party. Vice I'm principal. Like, no, that's just a testament to how cool she was. Your mom. Uh, you know, uh, Felice was there. This was the bachelorette party. Yes. And, and Mrs. Teasley. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Can't wait. Party <laughs> time. You know, I had seen Denise through the years. She loved remember I had to know. She and she she was a teacher also. She really she loved working with her. And she was really making mark her own way outside of the show through these last couple of years. They're really surprised when she was away. It's crazy though, when you think about like the loss and we all started with, you know, when Luke passed away so suddenly and that was so jarring and weird and just destructive <laughs> and and then to see now as other people from that experience and that world that we had pass away and and move on like I don't know there's just like I, I get goosebumps talking about it and it makes me a little emotional because Sorry, guys. I love you. I don't know. I just, I said before, I fucking hate death and I hate loss. But I do have to believe that um, we'll all be together again. And I'm uh, really glad that I'll be with you guys. Sorry. No. Okay. It's inevitable. It's a part of life and we have such a history. And we always say this to each other while the fans can watch and be a part of our family. And that was, you know, we were in everyone's home. So you are our family um, when you've watched us and now listen to us. But that experience over that 10 years was something that we can't ever put in words to anybody else outside of our group because it was an experience that we all shared. So like a bond and Jen and I talk about it that, you know, I, I don't think it was a coincidence that we were all together and we all shared that experience and that journey. And that will always hold a special place for all of us involved th that were shared that, you know, somewhere in that 10 year experience. Mm -hmm. And if you believe in like heaven and, everything. I don't know what anybody believes in. And I don't care. I don't even know what I believe in half the time, but I just, I know the how, how, if it is the way they say it is that Luke was so beyond elated to have Joey join him at that party that, he, that they're having, you know, like it, it made me feel like he wasn't alone, you know? Mm. Yeah. Well, we hope not. Mm -mm. yeah yeah as fans look at this and watch this i mean they're all dealing we're all getting we all grew up together right jenny we've said that like people feel like the fans feel like they grew up and we all grew up together like they're all going through their own personal mm -hmm. sort of losing their own gnats and their own yeah. people and it's a really challenging time uh relationships whatever they're going through we're all at that age we can't even believe we're at that age that it's us that we're talking about this it sounds like 
other people would be having these issues, but we're all having them. I mean, for Jenny, do you have any thoughts about that? I mean, how do people, how are you getting through some of these losses and, and whatnot to help fans maybe in their own their own struggles with what yeah, I don't know if I'm the right person to ask me. <laughs> like I, I, I fall apart. I'm an emotional, I'm a very emotional person. People, some people call me emotional. I call myself emotionful because I like that. I sounds like more that. positive, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm the right person to ask, you know, because you're right. Like everybody's going through stuff and it's, you got to just kind of learn to deal with it as it goes or, I don't know. I mean, we'll always have memories. Like you, that's what you take with you. Like you have visual memories of almost like you can visualize them in, in your life. And you remember hugging someone or being with someone. And then when they pass away, that remains. But we're so lucky that through 90210, we literally have, you know, 10 seasons of a show that is like a beautiful love letter to our entire family, that the ones we are losing, we're able to see them um, and, and remember it that way. And the fans get to do that as well. So they're never completely gone. Yeah. I hate the endings of things. Yeah. I don't like when good things end. I remember when the show ended, I hated that day. I, I, hate, I hate the ending <laughs> of anything. I recently um, experienced loss in my life. I lost my dad. And I feel like a lot of people of our um, age are losing their parents. And, you know, like it just, it rocks you. But the thing that I just refuse to believe is that when like you have an energy as big as a life, as a life force, that that ends. So the thing that I think keeps me like going and keeps me thinking, especially whether it's that our show, you know, that your show was on for so long and ended or that, you know, unfortunately we lose the people we love, that energy continues. And I think if you, mm -hmm. if you don't think of it as being over, it's just transitioned or changed into a, a different energy, you know, a different, who knows what it is. That sort of helps a bit. Um, it's, it's not, there's no easy way through it, but I think, I think thinking about that energy carrying on is probably helpful. Um, the energy joining the energy, right? It's just all yeah. coming together. And, and when you, you feel love like we have someone the... so much, the grief is so much greater, right? So it's like you feel grief and you feel the loss. It just means that you were lucky enough to have that, you know, love mm -hmm. and experience. And we're so lucky because it, we get to watch the show back and be with the person as if it, it we're all still together in it. That those moments in time are frozen forever. And we're so lucky to have that. And I don't know, we, I think we might have, Chuck Rosen uh, joining us. Is that happening? Uh, just have... to, to jump on your point though, Jenny, like the fans also always have the show to go back to. They always mm -hmm. have mm -hmm. that thing. The work that you guys did is now speaking on such a deeper level because there is that place that they can go back and watch that episode where, you know, Nat paid off Brandon's bookie or <laughs> whatever it is and live in those kinds of spaces of like hey this is this place this is the where where I'm good I can come here and I can watch this and be okay it's like the work that you guys did and the the dedication that you guys put into for all the seasons that you were there it's just so appreciative from fans and I try to tell you guys that as much as I can because the work still holds up and it still means a lot to this generation and the more the generations see it the Beverly Hills 90210 made a significant difference in people's lives. And 
um, you should all be really proud of the thing that you did because it's still here. I'm sure then in season one, Jay, you were like, I don't think we're going to get past <laughs> episode seven. <laughs> you know i didn't think i didn't think we were going to get a back nine pickup pete to tell you the truth i don't think any of us did we, we were all surprised that we got through that first season but was it a back nine then how how did it even work we yeah. did so many episodes every season nine plus nine is only 18 that, uh... no we got we got we got the we got the we did the pilot and then we got the initial 12 order 12 yeah. okay and then, and then we had to get that back nine back nine know? i remember that, that so so archaic right <laughs> back nine Ooh. i've forgotten about that completely do you yeah, remember the math doesn't add up because right? we did like 23 episodes but we also did double up so does that mean yes. there was like 46 episodes <laughs> there was like 32 so 34 oh right we're, we're, yeah, we're no, all we're, over now no we were doing we were doing we were doing 30 32 episodes a year in those double up episodes years we were doing 32 it was crazy yeah and joey was on for all 10 years he's yeah. one of the few of us that was on for all 10 years and yeah. he was in like 200 and i don't even know how many episodes that was 200 and something yeah he was in a lot mm -hmm. jay do you remember that episode where he paid off your bookie do you remember <laughs> where, he, where he paid it where he paid off billy vera yeah. yes <laughs> we we just watched that on uh, 90210 g the least intimidating bookie ever. <laughs> <laughs> but my, my bookie with the softest hands I've ever touched in my life. And that yes. voice, that voice yeah. he had. <laughs> I love it. Remember, I don't know which season it was, but finally Joey was added as a, a series regular, even though he was always a series regular to us. He wasn't contractually a series regular. And then he got to be in the opening credits. He had his own spin in. I remember that day filming that. He was so excited to be included in that. Of course he was. As he should be, yes. That I do everything. I mean, in it. Yeah. What season was that? Was that was that season eight? Season oh, so he nine? got his spin? He don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think, it's, I think it's sooner than that. I think he, he became a regular sooner than that. Season get, seven, I, maybe? Seven, eight, yeah. nine, ten, maybe? Eight, nine, ten, something like that. He was spinning by the time I got there. <laughs> there you go. okay. I feel like it was like season seven, maybe. Uh, yeah. Gab, I, Gabrielle, I just watched an episode where you had to go do a review of uh, the Peach Pit, and you're like a yelper, and you're giving because it's a college thing, so you're like giving a really harsh review. But you and Joey do some some really great comedy. Was he fun to do comedy with, Gabrielle? He was fun to work with. He was really. I don't know. Can you hear me at all, you guys? I'm so yeah. sorry about my. Great now. All good. Was what everybody said to be with Joey was to be with joy. That's what it was. That was really, he loved what he did. He made it fun and easy and had to think about it. He, you know, sometimes you work with everybody, you just flow. He's just, he was that kind of guy. Just everything about him is because he was okay. So special. He didn't have, there was no baggage with him. And really fun. And I know we're being joined by Chuck now. I thought it was earlier, but now I know he's here. Chuck, I can you hear both. us? I see Larry we too. Had great community. And Larry. We have Chuck Rosen and Larry Mullen. Uh, hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Look at you. Look at you guys. 
called you. Lindsay, I don't know you, but hello, nice to meet you. Hi. <laughs> uh, I can answer that because he started being a suit about Joey. It was season five, my last year. And he and Tori, he was on to it after about season three. He wanted to know why aren't I in the credits? And, <laughs> <laughs> I don't get there, you know, but eventually he uh, convinced his friends down the hall to be in the series regular. And like all you guys, uh, he was great that he made it and that's where he belonged. And, and really hard, right? I mean, you the actors, you, maybe Larry too, he was a character actor. And for a character actor, Get on, and I was looking at his resume, and he did every show of the, the early 70s, mid 70s, late 70s, you know, just a lot of shows. But to have 10 years of one character to grow and be with, this was this, this was this part of his of his lifetime. And 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 that was the beauty of it is that he knew it. He was happy, you know, as you're all saying. Chuck, do you remember meeting him in the audition? Do you remember seeing him for the first yeah, time? The audition, I've been thinking about the audition because it was the first audition that we had it was in episode two. Uh, Every dream has its price tag. The one about shoplifting. And, um, and, and it, it, we, we, we did it on Wilshire Boulevard and Tony Shepard. It was me and Tony Shepard because Tony was representing your dad, Tori. And it was because it, it had the chance to be a recurring role. We didn't know if it would. Because, you know, but it had the chance to come back for more. And there were two actors. So it was Tony Shepard, me, and Diane Young. Uh, there was a woman director who I, I actually went after Melanie Mayron to do episodes. And she had a girlfriend. And the girlfriend um, was, the, was the director. I'm sorry, I'm having a senior moment here. But she's the one, my favorite thing that she did is she's the one that got you to the aerial shot with you on the bed, Jenny. So when you spun over, you know, and that was always in the credits and things. I always, I always liked that one, the directing move she made. But, but the two actors, it was Joey, but the other actor is Frank Borshin. Do any of you guys know Frank? <laughs> the Joker, the original Joker. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Frank Gorshin, and Frank Gorshin was a more you know, guest star uh, worthy. He was a big name coming in. And the other woman, uh, the woman director was just deferring to him and and, this, and and I just looked at it this way. Who would I rather spend an afternoon with? This friend of Duke Vincent's or the star? And, you know, it was no contest. You know, Joey, it wasn't very many lines, but that personality is what I, it wasn't the only, that, that's what we needed. That's what you wanted. You wanted a place. If I was going to try to create a place where all you guys would hang out, then it would have to be a welcoming one. You didn't want somebody who had sardonic insight, which is right. what really <laughs> brought to the table, I think. Mm -hmm. True. Yes. That's that story. All right. Larry, Larry, bye, no, Chuck. Thank no. you. No. <laughs> Larry, you got to work with them in the later seasons. You, yeah. know, you came in in season four. What What, what are oh. some of your thoughts about, about working with Joe? I was thinking of it. I, I have two major thoughts. One was the fact that writers loved Joey and mm. we loved writing for the character of Nat. And in, the, in, you know, by the fifth season, when Cindy and Jim left, there was a space to kind of develop it more. And in season six, we went for it we, and we, we sat there in a room and said, we're gonna give Joey a romantic storyline. Mm 
and Ooh, and it's yeah. going to be the one that got away and mm-hmm. and we mine deep into the real joey's life like chuck was saying into his credits and we found a movie he was in called unholy Rollers. it was a roger a corman film a b film and we uh-huh. built this whole storyline that this was going to track the one girl that he really loved who got away and Roger Corman, and they and actually they 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 screened the movie of the Peach Pit After Dark. It's a special night to kind of honor Joey because the gang did not know he was an actor. And his whole story was, of course, he had that repressive father, which we see in the '60s episode, who uh, basically made him give up his acting dream. But we had this 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 movie. We're going to show it, and Joe and and his girlfriend from back when is going to show up, and we did. And Joey has kissing like everybody else and everybody else gets involved in this relationship and, and they wind up getting married and having a baby and it goes to the end of the season. And, and the woman he marries uh, who plays Joni is uh, was a friend of mine, Julie Parrish, who was a wonderful gal. I don't know if you guys got to meet her. She was in Elvis movie. She was an Elvis girl uh, and she was a, a friend of mine just uh, from a friend of a friend because you know, she had done Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. credit. But Joey could not have been happier. He met the challenge of having his own romantic storyline and, and it was just it was we felt so good about it the other thing i wanted to say was you know we we, we exploited joey's character in a sense in season four and chuck knows this because we had this great storyline for dylan where he's going to get scammed out of his money and in the christmas episode where it's all starting to go down and kelly taylor played by jenny does not trust these people at all it's nat who says to dylan Come on, Dylan, it's Christmas. You have to trust people. And Dylan does, and he gets scammed out of all his money. <laughs> he gives the worst advice. And I remember telling, the last time I saw Joey was that Zoom we had, and I told him the story, and he had a big laugh out of it. Yeah, we, yeah. we basically he had the worst <laughs> advice. No. Oh the cool oh thing God. is for you for jenny and tori you're doing season four you get you're coming to it pretty soon and you'll be able to explore we're gonna get to all, see, all, see all that play out yeah it's it's good yeah. stuff you're gonna love it yeah uh Wait, Charles, hey, go ahead jason hey larry did 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 we screen that roger corman movie was that the episode where we did the roger corman film festival is exactly that that? <laughs> exactly right. That's right. it was fade That's in right. fade out as the episode maybe you've been directed but yeah, we well, had I Roger did. Corman. I directed that one. That's right. I remember that. And it Roger was, came to do a great. cameo. It was great. That's right. <laughs> you got Roger Corman to do a cameo? Very yes, cool. cool. It was fantastic. We did. <laughs> Because I because I did a Roger Corman movie and I and I sent him an email and I was like, hey Roger, I don't know if you remember me, but I made a movie for you back in the 80s. And I'm, I'm directing an episode of 90210. And he was like, Yeah, sure, I'll come and do it for you. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, he's still around. That's amazing. Bless him. Yeah. Awesome. It was really cool. Do you guys remember when uh, we saw him at the, it wasn't really the Peach Pit, but it was just a few years ago when they did that event um, for BH. And he came, he came to the pop-up and I'll never forget. because Joey, not Roger Corman. Correct. Thank you, Joey. Roger Corman liked a good one. <laughs> but he was you know he he was already starting to suffer from alzheimer's at that point and mm. it was we weren't sure what what we were going to get and how it was going to you know affect him and how it was going to go but i just remember he was exactly the same as he always was patting the getting a little booty pat in there <laughs> give a little extra squeeze you know and, and, and just feeling that love from joey like it, it had never changed <laughs> Wait, what did Karen say? Well, Karen used to always say he was handsy. Handsy. Yeah, <laughs> handsy, yeah. yeah the 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 old Hollywood thing. But in the best <laughs> possible way. A good way. Handsy in a good way. It never crossed the line. It never got no, used. No, no. no. 
Brian referred to it as very, very feeling. It was very yeah. like a touch and feel kind of thing, right? He was feeling. Yeah, men yeah. and women. It was oh just, it was God. squeezy, you know, it was, it was great. I mean, and Jen then, Jen and I had the, um, the opportunity to work with him again when we did Mystery Girls in 2014. And that was such an honor. And that was the first time that he really divulged us, you know, his personal struggles and what was going on. And he said, I'm so nervous and I'm not going to be able to do it. He was Joey. He showed up like he was awesome on tape day in front of a live audience. Mm-hmm. And, oh, um, it, he just flashed that smile and everybody was like, oh, oh my God. Crazy. So yeah. Tori, I mean, there's an episode in the last episode. There's a great scene where you ask him to walk you down the aisle. The Donna does. Sorry. <laughs> I connect you to all it's the, the same. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. But I think what's really interesting is the way you ask me. I feel like fans, or when I watch back that moment, it's such a powerful moment because we want that. We want to see Nat incorporated into the end of the, the series in a way. And it's a really touching moment. Do you remember doing that? And what was that like to, to shoot did. and do? Especially at that time when the show was coming to an right. end, right? Um, so the writers had talked to me about it. And you know, since my dad on the show had passed away, they said, who would walk Donna down the aisle? There was an idea of Felice walking her, my mom down the aisle. No. And I immediately <laughs> said, are you open to Joey walking me down the aisle? I feel like that's the heartbreaking moment. Like she lost her dad, but this is her second dad, really. Because throughout the years, that's what he was like to everyone. That's what he became. And, you know, personally, Joey and I were so close. I was like, this is a real relationship on and off camera. Like this would be an honor for him to actually walk me down the aisle. Um, and they were excited about the idea and wrote that in. So, and I think we were actually, cause I think a lot of people were like, it's kind of weird that it was filmed at the peach pit after dark. I think for some reason we ran out of time. We were so, it was supposed to take place in the peach pit, but um, they were on the set for peach after dark. We had to shuffle things around. So that's where Donna asked him. He came over and Donna asked him. Why? I know why you weren't at the peach pit because they, because they had struck the set. Oh no, it was already gone. And you know how I it know was? this? And I'll, I'll tell you how I, I know that. this. Because I, Larry, this is when I was doing, and Jay, I was doing a pilot for Fox oh, right. at the time, a kind of a low budget. Um, <laughs> really low budget, even lower budget than the first season of 90210. It was <laughs> low, low budget. And, and, um, and so I needed a set. I needed a stage. And Paul gave it to me because you uh, had already struck it. And wow. we were filming when I, if, I don't know if you guys remember this, Rosenworld crashed the wedding. Nice. Karen and I, and all three of my kids who really wanted to be there, were there. We've got the pictures to prove it. And, <laughs> and when I left the Hilton, I think it was at the Hilton, right? The Beverly Hilton. Yes. I, uh, I drove to the, back to uh, our, our Calvert Street and ready for the night shoot that we went to. We got the stage. That's how I know. But it was the Peach Pit after dark where we filmed, not the original Peach Pit set. You just blew my mind. I did not know the Peach Pit set had been struck already because that was what? Two, we had two more episodes to go or was it Listen, episode before the finale? And I did 143 episodes with the spelling company. I know they don't fuck around. They just get going. <laughs> They're just going to get it done, done you know? And, Okay, okay, wipe that off the books now. Come on, come on, off the books. I think it's cool that it's at the after dark and it's not at the peach pit. I know maybe it makes more sense, but I like the intimates and Nat's not wearing his outfit. He's in he's in street clothes and he's just having a conversation. You know, it's not a, a 
you're not going to the diner to get to ask them, you know. Uh, Lindsay, do you have any kind of memories of, you know, any scene work that you did with him or anything like that? I think, you know, Ian and I did a lot of scenes in the Peach Pit when we were like coming up with our schemes and plans for the tabloid that we wrote for. The beat. Um, the beat, the Beverly Beat. Love the beat. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I don't really remember the specifics of the scenes, but I remember loving, you know, the moments for me as an actor sometimes that I remember the most are the um, in between the scenes. And you get to go and sit in your chair with your name on it and you get to chat with the other actors. And I have, I have vivid memories of sitting with him on the stage waiting for a, you know, a lighting change or, you know, to hit our marks. And, you know, like I said before, I just, I really liked being in his presence because he was a pro and he was funny and he always had stories. And I just, I felt, you know, happy to, to waste some time with him on those, on those stages and dark sets, you know? We're also joined by Michael Lang, uh, director. Hi, Michael. <laughs> Michael. So excited to see you. How many episodes of the show did you direct, Michael? 26. No, I think uh, 12. <laughs> I was believing 26. I yeah. was all in. Yeah. Obviously one of our favorites because we loved you so much. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Thank you. I, I always you. tell Michael, whenever there's something that's very complicated, it seems like they're just like, or, or multiple days, there's going to be a lot of action. Let's just call Michael Lang. He'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. That was a... Uh, you guys were my favorite too. Whenever I do panels or whatever, and they say, "What was your favorite show to work on?" and I always, I always say, "90210 was was the it was the greatest show because it knew what it was, and it knew what it was supposed to do, and it knew that that's it. It knew what it was. It knew what it was supposed to do, and it was about things that were important to human beings. So." Mm -hmm. And you guys were also great. I mean, people would say, oh, were there any stories? I would say the only good ones. I mean, you guys were professional and always prepared and fantastic. And it was a great show to work on, loved it. Do you remember like what episode uh, that stand out to you that you directed with uh, Joey? I don't know. I mean, not really because his parts were always relatively small. Mm -hmm. I mean, what I remember the most was the one with the, which we did, which which had the um, the fair or whatever with all the rides and whatever. Yes, uh, Mr. Walsh goes to Washington. Yes, but I actually was in getting sort of thinking about today. I thought of a story about Joey that completely, you know, captures him in my mind. And here it is. First of all, he was one of the very few people that called me Mike, and it was fine with me. Um, but uh, so I had just gotten a new car, which I was very excited about, and it, it had gotten a little bit dirty. And I was, you know, riding to the set. It was whatever, you know. I think it was a slightly later call, and uh, I decided to get the car washed. So I left a little earlier. As a director, I would always get to the set a half hour before crew call, always. Um, so I figured, okay, I have enough time. The car wash was interminably slow. I mean, ridiculous. And I'm pouring sweat. I mean, I'm just so exasperated. Come on, guys. Um, so finally, you know, they get the car done. And I had like 10 minutes to get there before crew call. And it was probably, 
a nine minute drive. So I go, I'm probably driving like 80 miles an hour down Ventura Boulevard, um, not very good. So I finally, I, I screech up and I just park right. We were, the first scene we were shooting was in the peach pit. So I screech up and park right in front of this, in, basically in the set. Cause I'm, you know, I'm the director, who cares? <laughs> My market said Joey is out there, right? And he know, you know, we've talked. This, you know, was probably the fifth or sixth episode. So we had talked, and I, I'm always sort of proud that I always get there early, and so I'm sure I mentioned that. So he's out there, and he's going like this. <laughs> he's pointing to your watch. He's pointing to his watch. Yeah. Right. So and he wanted you to know. Not only did it not bother me that he did it, which That's normally, it, yeah. like, if an AD ever did that to me. I would throw them off the set, but like it's Joey. So how can you get mad at this guy? And he's right. I am like, so I jumped out of the car. He had already gotten all the actors assembled, right? And, and made sure, well, you know, I think I might've called the AD to say, I might, it's gonna be pretty close anyway. And he was just so sweet about it. And just, you know, he did that sort of fake thing that, <laughs> It was just such a, a memorable moment of him and how he could just sort of, he could just be, he was such a, you know, like an authentic person. He was mm. a great guy, really great guy. And I, I hadn't had that memory until, you know, this. Mm. So it was pretty cool. <laughs> well, we, we've talked a lot of business and on set about Joey. We haven't talked um, off set with Joey. But I was lucky enough to be able to go to quite a few Playboy Mansion parties with Joey Todd. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he was, he was like the life of the party. Like he was the king there. Like he was friends with Hap. He was old Hollywood, right? So, you know, he was there and he was always so respected there. So I just have those memories of being able to go and be like, oh my gosh, like not like, Donna drunk at prom, Donna drunk at the Playboy Mansion with Nat, <laughs> OMG, you know? We just always had the best times. And yeah, that, that was always a standout. And I know Jen and I have mentioned on the show, like we always look forward to like late nights, we'd be filming with the group Friday night. And, you know, sometimes we put in plastic cups and like, sorry, Chuck Larry and and Michael, you shouldn't be listening to this, but you know, we, we'd have some alcoholic beverage. Wow. It was like nighttime. We'd have one big group scene. We each had like one line and then we're like, we're okay. Um, but Joey and that infamous briefcase that he had, would oh. pop it open, always had like little mini bottles. He'd have like a makeshift bar in there. Oh. <laughs> after we were all legal. But like, yeah, we could go and be like, yeah, we'll have some. So like Joey's room was like the fun room to go into. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. That's you so. just did. Oh my God. I just felt like I was back in school with like all of my like teachers. teachers? And I'm like, oh my God, yeah. am I allowed to say that? They can't do anything about it now. Chuck, we yeah. can't hear you. Chuck, we can't hear you. No. That's a microphone right yeah. there. Oh, that's a microphone. <laughs> Jenny, you and I have these things in common, you know. <laughs> um, the uh you know you just should have come in you guys were on the set doing that you could have come into paul's office about then it would be betty me. chuck's saying back in the writer's room we were smoking joints <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
I thought I Joe, we always something. have that too available, but you know, I didn't, I didn't want to call everyone out. Okay. Wait, so you're saying we could have merged parties. Yeah. Exactly. That would have been so oh, weird. My <laughs> Darn we it. only had a hill between us. <laughs> Jenny, so did you good. get to go to any of those kind of cool parties with, with, with Joe? No. <laughs> I didn't. I think I was having a baby or something. <laughs> you don't really want to hang out at the Playboy Mansion when you're like eight months pregnant. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, you did get to have a couple experiences though at some rap parties with him. Like we we definitely like had fun with him at rap parties. Oh yeah, you he's the guy we wanted to hang out with him. Like yeah, <laughs> it wasn't weird at all that he was older. a lot older than us. <laughs> no, not at all. He was so fun. That's why I felt it was important to bring up that part of it too. While he was like. Mm-hmm. someone we definitely looked up to on set he was so professional and so kind and helped us with our personal problems like he also was like that fun guy to go out with yeah and he loved like to have a good difference. time yeah <laughs> definitely hey, Linz, did we ever go out with joey i was just trying to think i was like was he with us that night at the sushi restaurant when i fell off the table and pulled the potted plant out of the thing <laughs> that sounds like such a great story. I don't believe he with us. I want to hear that story. I know. I don't care if he was there or not. <laughs> and, you, and also, by the way, I didn't know you guys had briefcases of bottles of things on the set. You didn't let me in on that until I think you're back. Well, maybe around the time of the of Donna's bachelorette party, and Mrs. Teasley was there. Mm-hmm. And just to come like full circle, and you and we had real like live jello shots. And I remember being wow. shocked. I know How it was just I a little bit. I not remember this. I know. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure I was so there, but I don't have no you idea. Were at the I was. There. I was being honored. I don't remember. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> and I remember jello everything. Shots. And I remember yeah. being like, maybe it was to, like say my line, like yeah. It was probably the jello Wait, shots. Who made jello shots? <laughs> you did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I made him a He has no memory. I love this so much. Oh, well, someone made jello shots, but it wasn't me. I, probably me. It was, sounds like something you would do. Yeah, and bring of to course. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to give Larry and Chuck a chance to talk about Denise and Jessica, too, because we had talked about them earlier. And of course, you both worked, obviously, with Jessica, you worked side by side with her through the years. Uh, Chuck, is your audio good? Do you want to talk about Jessica Klein or should we go to Larry? Go to Larry. Now we heard we you fine. Oh, you're back. Okay. Am oh, I back? Yeah. Am I back or not? You're back. The, the drama. Okay. We got you. Yeah. Um, this microphone that gosh. you're using is working really well. Just was not so well, but um, with Jessica, Jessica. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't think that. I mean, I, and we've talked about this on our podcast. You know, I don't know if you guys felt this. If you've talked about it ever. You know, Darren announces he's doing another series, and why don't you just yank out my heart? You know, I mean, he was a huge part of the production, and what are we going to do? How, what do we, and, and Steve and Jessica and I and Karen really resolved to make season three the best one we could possibly do without him. And so, you know, that was Jessica. That was a, that was, that was a full major year. You guys know it from going to Paris, to the triangle. What a big the season. car blowing up to graduation. Yes. What a thing. And you know, so that Jessica and Steve were there every minute of that. And uh miss her a lot and was really comforted to see you there that day, Jenny. Yes, me too. There, we're joined by Karen, your lovely wife. Hi, now. Karen. Hi Karen. 
have to yeah. say though, real quick, sorry, that to date, I, we hear this all the time. Season three is by far the fan fave season. I, I hear I'm that too. I'm loving it. Pete, am I wrong? Are we wrong? No, everybody does say We're that. We're loving yes. it too. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually like season four more, but that's just me. I'm sorry. I don't mean to put my way my thoughts in, but season three season is Season three really, and four. That's what everyone really says amazing. are like yes. the favorite. Oh, yeah. Season four had Mullen. You know, it's pretty hard to top that. <laughs> Larry Mullen, right. Yes. Larry, do you want to weigh in on Jessica? You know, you know, I, I came in, in in season four. So Jessica and Steve was at the height of their powers. And, uh, you know, Jessica was really, really bright. And, you know, she understood how to frame a story. And she was basically, we've talked about this before, but she was the go-to person to pitch the story to, you know, to Mr. Spelling, you know, because that's a, you know, a terrifying aspect. We got to now, we've done all this work. We got to now present the stories to Mr. Spelling. Of course, he wants to know what Donna's doing first, but but she knew that she knew to do that. But but now it's all our all our our, our goodies are in her you know in her in her bag basically, and and she would always do it. She would be brilliant at it, and that that was her strong thing. The other thing, you know, and, her with and Larry, she was the typist. But yeah, and also the network too. And the one network, thing, yeah, Aaron, at least it was a friendly important. house. Yeah, yeah going to Fox, they were ready to. Oh, that one's not going to work. So you know, we had the, and she was great at that. You know. She had a great grasp, but it's just, it's, it's tragic because she was young, you know, I mean, yeah. I, it's, it's kind of upsetting, uh, but uh, we loved her. We got a chance to, you know, we had the chance to kind of uh, reunite with her and all the other people with her too over the last day, a couple of years. So, you know, there's that, you know, yeah. what do we got? Oh, Chuck, we have a question for you about Denise, because we were trying to figure this out. So how did the role of Mrs. Teasley, because originally uh -huh. we saw she was in it as uh, she was with the twins, the twin testing. Right. That She's like a, a teacher or something, right? right. Mm. Someone else. And then she came back as Mrs. Teasley. How did that work? And did you plan on her being recurring? I mean, that part grew and grew and grew. Was that because of her personality or how did that come about? Yes. Yes. It, it, it actually was, Tori. She, she it, you know, and I had to be reminded of that. But it was, you know, every once in a while, um, Diane Young would come in and say, remember this actress did only this part and you really liked her and mm. she did well and she would, would like to come back. And I think that's that's what it was. She wanted to do it. And we knew, and, and you know, with, the, with, the, with Denise's quality, particularly then she being, and, and very much like uh, Karen and my friend um, Janice, who, who was, uh, the real life Mrs. Teasley. Uh, that was her name, last name was Teasley. And, um, and but anyway, uh, and we know well Plop, but also had a really lovely speaking voice. And you know, with the principals in, in, in a lot of the different schools, you know, there's assemblies and it's the person we knew she'd have great command. And um, and we were, you know, and I, I'm not ashamed to say this at, at this point, you know, we we want just like we had Henry at the beach club and, and Denise, we, we knew, you know, here on our main cast, hello Karen, in our main <laughs> cast, we didn't have people of color. So we also really looked to bolster that and um, they became such good friends of the show. Yes. And, and of all of you, clearly. Let's talk about yeah, Joey, we're here for, yes. you know, yeah. Um, God, he was, he was always very nice to me. I think the ladies will uh, remember this. And I, I think I speak for Jessica. I love Shalom. 
um, that he was kind of flirty, you know, he was like, um, and so diplomatic was of like you. a rap party or, um, you know, something where there was alcohol available, you know, then I would be sure to have a long conversation with, with Joey, very close, <laughs> very close quarters, a long conversation. And, um, you know, he never acted disappointed in the outcome, but, you know, I think he was, I think he was, uh, he was very friendly, let me just say that. But we loved him, he was great. He was, he was uh, you know, a pro, a veteran actor, great to have with the young folks and it was fun to write for him. It was fun to write for him. I, you know, know what I was thinking, you know what I was thinking relative to Karen with our writing for Joey is, and, and it was one that was so important. And it, when, 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 Brenda, when we did Brenda go to the Peach Pit and be Laverne, you know, which was a crazy notion to have her dress up and be that character. And one of the reasons it worked is because Joey was, you know, as the owner of it, wasn't repulsed. He just went with it. Oh, here's this crazy kid doing it. Anyway, it's, you know, that light quality, that air, that he could bring that. He made it a place you wanted. You wanted to be in the peach pit. You wanted, mm. it was our version of cheers. Everyone knows your name, you know, kind of thing. That's true. It was It was also a spot where they would frequent, that was one of the places we could sometimes have a whole cast scene in the peach pit or a, a, a multiples lots of people in there and um those were i was just saying this to somebody else this morning that when the whole gang got together everyone's individual i'm just gonna say star quality their charisma was magnified and amplified by being all together and it was like more than the sum of its parts and and it was fun really fun to watch you know in person on the set i just felt very privileged when i was able to do that um, and then Peach Pit was one of those locations where, where it was. But that's that episode with Laverne. That's an example of one that the network didn't didn't care about so much, but the fans really loved. And Joey would always <laughs> tell me that um, that was their favorite episode. They would come up to him. People would tell him that was my favorite. Blah, 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 blah. So he would always give me that compliment. Always very sweet to me. Um, yeah. Non-related. Jenny, Tori, Lindsay. Did you guys ever eat a mega burger? What is that? What is that? Taste oh my like? gosh, you just read my mind. I was literally just <laughs> thinking about a mega burger. Well, I mean, I would love to have one. I don't know where I would get that, but like, but but did you ever well, eat I know a where mega you burger? Get it, no. you get it from Fat Burger because that, that's where we got it from. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go to Fat Burger and get they a would, mega they burger. They would after literally this. pick up Fat Burger that morning and plate them. Yeah. That's a mega burger. A Fat oh, Burger is oh, a I mega know. burger. Drew Kenny. Drew Kenny would have done that. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't think of the peach pit without thinking of Nat. Like they're one and the same. Yeah, like, yes. they go down in history together, and that the the uniform and it's just remarkable what an impact that character did have on the whole like you know sphere of the show and and how big it was. But it always came back to everybody knows the peach pit. Everybody knows Nat. Yeah. Did I tell you guys who named it the Peach Pit? Sorry. No, go ahead, Tori. I believe it was Charles, right? It was because it was after the apple pan. I, that's how I remember it. And why the Peach Pit? Was that in honor of the apple? Oh, it was in honor of the apple pan. Absolutely, okay. it was the apple pan. I even wanted to see. If we could, in fact, I was, when I, they told them this is what we were basing it on, 
they, the location people, they went and looked at it and they built it on the set the same way with no tables because <laughs> the real Apple pen doesn't have any counter, tables. Yeah. The first year, remember, it's just yeah. a counter. Yeah. And then they had to add the tables. Yeah, yeah. because, well, everybody was very happy when we just built the counter because that's all we could afford to build was the counter. <laughs> <laughs> and why peaches? Who picked peaches? Who likes the peaches? Well, Apple pan, peach pit, you know. It just came to him in a moment of, of inspiration. A moment, a moment. I, if I could get inside the mind of, of, of a writer, I would love it because that yeah. doesn't yeah. come to my mind. Oh, yeah. well, be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Larry, you talked about Larry in my mind. Be careful. I want to switch because Carol Potter has joined us here as well. Hi, Carol. Hello, everybody. Uh, so, so nice, nice to, see, to see, you. see all your faces. You too, Jenny. Uh, yes. We've all shared some really great stories about Joey and just our memories of him. Would, do, well, would you like to share with us? Yeah, he had a lot of stories too. He was a guy mm -hmm. that had a lot of stories. But, you know, during the show, we didn't, um, we the parents didn't hang out at the Peach Pit, surprisingly. <laughs> but I ran into him at a, at a benefit. This woman who um, had a terrible experience with Lyme disease and 90210 was one of the things that helped her get through. And, and Joey happened to be there. And so we, we had a great time. Oh, and then I know we did that, another. That yeah, yeah. And I then that. We, yes. Very interesting. And then we did a whole, another, we went to New Jersey for one of those um, celebrity conference things and um it was you know those things can be so so wearing but it was great to have him there and we could just bounce stuff off of one another and uh, he was good company um and what a devoted father i mean he talked about his daughter all the time right all the time his well, world she, just revolved around her she was kelly was basically raised on the set of 90210 Right. his daughter she was always there growing up Lindsay you wanted to say something before I want to let you get a chance to say it oh it wasn't that important I was just going to tell you um that speaking so of glad the I went there pit, then <laughs> I'll tell you anyway speaking of the peach pit I had a really weird like meta meta moment when my kids um school <laughs> fundraiser this year the theme was nine o's 049, which was the zip code of the school. And it was a 90210 themed fundraiser. And I had to go to this fundraiser <laughs> and everyone dressed as like, you know, there were just a lot of gnats. There were a lot of gnats there. I can just tell you that. Did you dress oh. as Janet? I dressed. Wow. <laughs> well, my husband wanted to be Steve and he was like, just go as you. And I was like, that's, I don't know how to nail this. This is weird. No, that's a really good so, idea. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't even know if half the moms knew I was on the show, so, but I went as Jenny. Oh, <laughs> I went as Brenda. That's I was perfect. Brenda, and my my blonde friend was was Kelly, and we wore the same um, prom dress. Oh, there you oh, go. That's great. That's 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 perfect. That's great. I think Jason had a um, his yeah. daughter had a thing where she had to dress a up. Dance. And, yeah, dance. Nine hundred two one zero themed dance at her school too. 
She's so probably crazy. really popular that night. <laughs> yeah, oh, there are pictures to, uh, of like her dad mm-hmm. there. It's so wow. crazy. And the point to make up uh, or just to mention is that in the various stages of 90210 that came back, they always brought Nat back, right? In the in the, the latest mm-hmm. W version, they they brought Nat back and he had some like coffee shop peach pit, which is just really bizarre. But uh, but he was there. I mean, so did you get to reconnect with him, Jenny, when you when you did that? I wasn't on that. <laughs> you weren't on that? I mean, in She's my joking. memory. No, She's I'm joking. joking. I, he wasn't on it when I was on it. I was only on it for how many episodes? Do I? 22. No, uh, just like three, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I have it in my it's mind. It's an inside that joke that three. we were talking about the yeah. CW version. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And Jen was like, well, I don't remember that much. I was only on three episodes. I was like, I'm telling you, you were on a lot of them. And then we Googled it together and she was on 22 episodes. I was going to wow. say, like, you did spend a little time Pivotal on this character. thing. Yeah. yeah. Pivotal character. But she probably wasn't on the episode. Was he only in one episode? I think it was on one episode. Yeah. All right. That's so cool, though, that they did that, you know? Yeah. yeah. I would have, I don't, I would have remembered seeing him there. And we would have absolutely, of course, mm-hmm. had him on BH90210, but we knew, you know, he yeah. was already diagnosed with Alzheimer's and suffering. And when we saw him at the Peach Pit at the pop up afterwards, mm-hmm. he, in fact, said to us, you know, I want, I want to be on it. We're like second season. If it goes a second season, of course you're going to be on it. And then it did. Yeah. Yeah. It should be, there should have been a second season. Sorry to just add that. To the mix. I have to tell you, can I just Enjoy. type in and say to you girls, you did such a perfect job. Yeah. I thought you did a wonderful job. Oh, I, I agree. It was so clever and so well done. And- we had fun, right, Carol? Really? Yes. <laughs> that, was, that was my best day of filming in my entire career. Oh my God. Wow. It was my we favorite had so much fun day that of day. filming. That was such a great day. It was so nice that Jason was directing and we, we basically were just hanging out together all day on the set, right? Because we're all sitting there. There was barely any, any blocking. Right? Yeah, Carol played so our was, therapist. I remember. I and remember it was, and it was such stuff. a different experience than being like teenagers on set. And in our minds, you know, Carol was the parents. And now it was like we were all peers. And we were sitting there and we got to know Carol on a different level. Exactly. We're like, oh my God, what were we missing all these years? You're so funny. You're so cool. Like we should have been hanging out with you. Well, I was just, it was such a thrill to hang out with adults you guys have become. Um, you know, that was very special. That was very special. Thank you. And, and Joey actually got to see a lot more of that, didn't he? Because he was on the whole 10 years wasn't he Mm -hmm. so he got to be with you as you as you sort of grew into more of an adulthood right and all of us kind of we were always all at the peach pit so he got to be with all of us all the time which you didn't really get to have that well, we had you in the living room. <laughs> in the kitchen. The whole living room. <laughs> yeah, and of course, there's the last episode of season one, you know, with the going away um, late. Oh, right. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that parents were there. Carol parents and- came to the peach right. pit. That's right. So, yes, yeah, so occasionally we showed up at the peach pit. Remember, remember the episode where Eckhouse, um, where Jane where, went to the, uh, it became all karaoke? And has a oh. client put karaoke machine. Everybody 
that was early karaoke. There was, you know, yeah. in the United States, and you guys, yes. you guys were into doing it down in Koreatown a lot. Yes, you you were cutting edge on the karaoke scene there. Cutting edge on everything, by the way. <laughs> really, we talk on our podcast all the time about um, nine hundred two one zero, the stories, everything connected to it. Um, talking about the environment even back then, like it, it was all so like cutting edge of what yeah. would like end up, you know, being huge now that everyone talks about the topical, you know, issues we dealt with. We, uh, we also have a message um, that was recorded from Brian Austin Green um, talking about Joey. So we want to go to that now. So, hey, Brian, man, it's good to see you and uh, be in touch with you. I'm good, dude. It's um, good to see you. This has been a lot of things happening in the over the last couple of months with people from 90210 passing away. We lost Jessica Klein, Denise Dows, yeah. and of yeah. course now Joey Tata, who we're yeah. celebrating today. Um, how are you? How are you doing with all this, man? This has not been easy. Easy times. You worked with all these people, and particularly Joe. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely been been a month of sort of reflection and a bit of a smack in the face as far as the reality that uh, we were all so much younger when we did this show and um, not, you know, not to, not to be negative about it at all, but uh, this is, this is just starting. Unfortunately. I mean, we're, we're just going to continue to lose people that we, uh, that we worked with and, and loved. And um, that's just, the the way it goes i mean there, there's no way around that it's it's obviously really hard to lose uh the people that we've lost recently because we we spent so much time um on set and working with them and and in life with them um i mean joey was joey was around the the entire time he was uh he was one of the main voices on the show i mean he was the he was definitely um a heart and 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 soul in and what it is we did and and fans really looked forward to seeing him and seeing uh seeing the moments that he was in and he brought so much light to to what we did um our show was a teenage drama and 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 the character of nat wasn't necessarily a part of that drama he was he was the the joy and the escape i think for people watching the show um just because they they had that chance to then get away and sort of laugh with him and smile with him he had such a great energy to him and he radiated so much love and and joy that you couldn't help but smile when you saw him or you were around him personally he was he was an amazing man he really was uh, Denise Dow, same thing. She, she was fantastic. Um, she was so professional when she got to set, she was so kind. She was so generous. Um, and then Jessica, I mean, she's what a force she was mm. in. She was in every episode, just writing her heart out. And she was so good at listening to all the actors that were there and whatever notes they had and whatever thoughts they had and incorporating them um, without letting us uh, mess it up, <laughs> you know, which, uh, which is an easy, that's an easy thing to do. I mean, you get a bunch of kids in there who all of a sudden think they're awesome. And then, you know, they're like, Oh, I can write a script. And it's like, no, you, 
No, you it's can't. really not that easy. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> yeah. not that easy. Um, Joey was Joey was one of those guys though that no matter what was going on in his life, he would he would share it openly, but he was very optimistic. He um, he never ever brought things to set with a sense of woe is me. What am I going to do? Um, you know, I need 15 to step off set and go do like, he just, he would just sort of rise above everything and, uh, and smile through it all. And he was really positive in the way that he dealt with life. And then for us as a, as a young cast, I think it was just so helpful having someone as seasoned as he was, uh, and as kind and as thoughtful as he was. Uh, that that we saw every single week. I mean, we were we were in the peach pit almost every episode of of you know no ten years of the show. Mm-hmm. Well, you so, were a kid actor when you yeah. first come out came on to to nine hundred two and oh, you were like the you know the dorky kid. We've talked about that. Yeah. And so you walk onto the set, and here's here is Joey Tata Nat. What yeah. were your impressions of him when you first met this guy? Because he's you know he's a larger than life kind of character on screen anyway. So what was he like when you first met him? He, um, so I, I had no idea who he was. I had no idea who Aaron Spelling was. I, mean, I was like, <laughs> I was young. I was really outside of the world of television at that point. You know, I was, uh, I just didn't, I, I didn't know all the uh, ins and outs and the connections and all the people that had done it. Um, Joey was, Joey was honestly amazingly kind from the very beginning. He was never anything but loving and sweet. He never, uh, he never had a sense of like, you know, Hey kid, let me show you how to do this. You know, he, he always spoke, uh, which I really appreciated. He really spoke from a place of this is what I've experienced. Um, but it may not be what you experience. So, you, you know, it's, you got to make your own choices and you, you have to love your own life and you have to find your own way through it. I can, he would help whenever he could. He would sort of take your hand and guide you through it a little bit. But he was never um, he was never bossy. He was never never that guy that was like, I've done all this and you know, my way's the right way now because I've lived it all. And he lived, he had lived a long life at that point. I mean, he was, when we started, he had done a lot of stuff. He had been in the business for a while. He'd worked with a lot of people. Um, I mean, if uh, for fans of his, if they go back through his body of work and go back through his IMDb page, it's literally, it's like a, he's, it's a who's who of people that you've ever heard of. And Joey has worked with all of them. I, I mean, just every single person. Um, but he was amazing. I mean, he made, he just brought so much life to what, to what he was given. It wasn't, he wasn't necessarily written the the best stuff. I mean, he was, you know, he was the guy that owned the peach pit. And so we would come in sometimes and he had very repetitive, you know, mega burger, two mega burgers, but you know, it's like, shake, it was sort of, right? yeah, it was yeah. sort of the same stuff. We going vanilla today or are we going with strawberry? <laughs> right. Um, uh, the peach pie is fresh. Um, so, uh, you know, he didn't have a lot to work with sometimes and he, uh, and it never showed. He he never uh, he never complained about it. He never was on set going, oh, I can't believe I'm saying this again. He just every single take, every single run was just the consummate professional. Um, 
and he was uh, just a great guide for, I felt for a young actor like myself to, um, to aspire to be on some level. I mean, he really, he really set the tone for me of he and, and Luke really set the tone for me of uh, the type of person, the type of life that I wanted to live and the type of person that I wanted to be no matter what was going on in life. And um, he was, he was an amazing man. He really was. And, and for people that didn't get a chance to meet him, um, I, I, I'm sorry for that. Cause he was, I'm, I'm so, I'm so blessed to the core to have, uh, spent as much time with him as I did and, and love him the way that I did and be loved by him the way that I was. Um, I'm curious, man, you know, there is this thing about 90210 where there was some behind the scenes stuff happening, right? There was the drama on 90210 and then the behind the scenes drama on 90210. Right. What was Joe like when some of that chaos was going on? Was he someone that would laugh it off with you? Would he would say, don't take it? Like if he had heard that you were going through some stuff, you know, I'm sure everybody did, right? <laughs> like, was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was kind of unavoidable. It was, right. it was that age for us. It was that uh, that part of life. He was... With me, I, I can't speak for everybody else, but I know for me, he was the type that he would never um, he would never call out what was going on or talk about what he had read or what he had heard. He was always just kind. He, he would always just give me a big hug and I always made me feel like um, he was there and that he loved me no matter what was going on, which was great. It was really uh, for me and I think for a lot of kids sometimes, when adults are speaking, you tune them out a little bit. You're like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to hear this. And I think he, um, especially then in the '90s, yeah, when yeah. drama was going on, and you're in it, you know, yeah, absolutely. And he, mm. and he was, uh, he just he instinctually, I think, knew that. And and so he, he had a very sort of soft, uh, loving, caring approach with with everyone, where it wasn't. He wasn't an adult. I, I never looked at him as like, oh, he's, you know, uh, he's separate from us. He's an adult from us. Like he was he was really one of the group. And when we saw him, I we all treated each other. We, we all treated him exactly the way we treated each other. It was always like, hey, Joe, uh, good to see you, man. We'd get on set and it was and we would laugh with him and he'd be he'd uh, he'd have an amazing energy and he'd always be joking and he would always be uh, jovial and, and really fun to be around. Um, and he was just, I mean, you could see it, you could see it on his face in scenes and you have to think, I mean, he was, he was again saying a lot of the same lines repetitively from episode to episode. And he just loved, he just loved life. He loved being on set. He loved being around everybody and he loved being a positive energy, no matter what was going on. And now, especially now after the fact, you hear some of the stuff that was going on in his life and the things that we knew about and um, not easy things, not, not easy stuff for somebody to uh, just kind of bounce through in, in as loving a way as he did. Um, but he just never brought any of his life experiences to work. He really knew like, oh, this is the place where 
I need to be professional and I need to be loving. Uh, and I, and he, he made a point of doing that no matter what was going on. I mean, we, you know, even in shooting the ridiculous opening, opening title Credits. scenes yeah, yeah, of yeah. us, yeah. of us on the stool doing the, doing yes. the turn, um, he always watch all of them. He always looked so happy to be there. <laughs> he was always so loving and so kind. And he was, he was that way with everyone with, uh, all cast, all crew. I mean, front office, but he was, if he happened to be walking through the casting office while people, people were in there, he would stop and say hello to everybody. And he was always just such a nice man to everyone. Um, Last time we see him on 90210 in the in the universe of 90210 is he walks Donna down to the to the wedding. It's yeah, a, you know, it's a, and it's kind of a. I don't mean to be give a spoiler alert in case someone doesn't know that. <laughs> oh right, yeah. In case in case thirty years later somebody hasn't watched that aware one. that that happened. So right. sorry. Yeah. Um, but so I mean that must have been a touching moment for you all because he was somebody that was a part of you know, from the first season on to the, to the end, he was a core cast member. Yeah. And, you know, he did have scenes at times where he would give David some advice or, you know, it would go beyond the mega burger stuff and they would start giving him some really good scenes with you all. Right. And he right. felt like this kind of guy that was doing that maybe behind, you know, on the actual scenes, behind the scenes. As behind well. the scenes. Yeah. 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 He was, um, he was, again, he was always, he was always, giving little bits of advice but not not in a sense of like this is what i think you should do he would always sort of bring it back around to things that he had experienced so you as an outsider could look at it from that perspective and uh it was always mm. easier like it's always easier to give somebody else advice than than to take that same advice yourself you always see somebody else's relationships or their 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 friendships or whatever and you go i wish i wouldn't do that that's ridiculous <laughs> what that's you got to do is right yeah. right exactly <laughs> and then you know in the meantime you have like 15 friends that are just completely you know living <laughs> right. in your house and and, sure. and rob, robbing you blind and you're like oh they're fine <laughs> um so he would always with me he would always uh um talk to me and guide me through things with a sense of perspective he would always tie the things back to him and talk about you know when i was younger and i went through something very similar i so so then you sort of had an outside perspective of it and you go you know what that makes a lot of sense it was it was a it was a cool perspective to have um it was really it was really helpful because it was really i mean that time for us was it was hard because there was nobody else that could really relate to what it was that we were going through. And the fact that he was there as long as he was, and he played such an uh, integral part of, of, of our cast and, um, and our stories and what it is we were doing. And he was so much like a father and a big brother and all of that uh, within the cast on the show and, and off behind the scenes. Um that it was just, it was, he, he really took on that persona with us in a very gentle, thoughtful way. He, he, he always, you could tell he was thinking about his approach to things and how to help us through stuff. Mm. He, he took it seriously for as fun and as fun loving as he was 
he was a, a very thoughtful individual. Um, and he always, I think, took great pride in being able to be who he was for us, at, at least for me. I can't speak for anybody else. Um, but for me, I could tell that he really, really thought about what it is he was saying and what he was doing. So, so nothing was sort of like off the cuff and and it was advice where I was like, Oh, whatever, Joe, you know, right. <laughs> like it was, yeah. he really, it was, he would say little things or just, he, he could even say it, say things just with a touch or with a hug. He was a very um, physical person. So it was always, I always had a very, um, very touchy, lovey, huggy relationship with Joe. Um, just a very warm person to have around. And it was, there's something about having that with, with people, you know, like the, the people in your life that you've had that with, there's, there's a connection and there's a thing with them that you might not have that you most likely don't have with people that you don't have that physical connection with. For me, physical touch is when I meet people, I I'm, I'm a hugger. I'm not a, a handshaker. Like I am a very, I like to hug people. I like to make them feel warm instantly. I like to feel warm with them instantly. And I like to get right into it. I, yeah. I don't, I don't like that uh, getting to know dating phase. <laughs> um, it's that, that just, that just has always bothered me. And it's always been like, ah, there's gotta be a quicker way. And <laughs> then this, yeah, yeah. Like I can't, yeah. I can't go on four dates with you just to be friends. Like that's not, <laughs> you know, that's ridiculous. Right. Um, so, but I learned, I learned a lot of that from, from Joe. He was very, uh, he was very much the same way. I, I think the very first time I met him, he hugged me. And so right away you sort of, it relieves, it relieves the tension. And you feel like, oh, this is, this is nice. It's really nice seeing this person. And then when you'd see him, when I'd see him again, I'd be excited because I, I had this amazing connection with him the first time. Uh, so I would look forward to seeing him again and giving him another hug and, you know, how have you been? And we'd sort of get into conversation and then it just, uh, it just sort of grew naturally, but man, what a, what an amazing man. What, what a terrible loss. Um, but I feel so blessed, so blessed to have worked with him, to have, to have had 10 amazing years with him. He was a, he was a good guy. I want to ask you one more thing. Um, we're all at the age, there's this sense of 902 and 0 fans, like, well, we all grew up together, right? Like, even though you were in Van Nuys and I was in New Jersey, but there's this right. sense, right? But we're all going through a lot of things. We just talked at the top of this about the loss of these three people that you knew in your life. And um, I guess my question I want to ask is, how do you get through this phase of your life? Like, if you come to this point and you're someone that's a fan that's listening and you're going through your own personal, you lost your own personal Nat and you lost Nat, you know, what, what is it, what advice would you give people that are going through these, these changes that are, that are losing people that they've yeah, spent like, most you of know, their the, lives with? Yeah. Um, How are you dealing with some of this? Honestly, I, I try to, because otherwise I get way too emotional and way too affected by it. I try and 
really reflect on um, the amazing times that I had with people. And I try to celebrate the life that I spent with them instead of focusing on, on the fact that they're gone because um, they're gone. And, and there's, there's nothing I can do to change that. There's nothing I can do to bring somebody back. There's, there, there's all, all I can do is remember what made me love them as much as I did in the first place. Um, and uh, I have, I'm lucky enough. Uh, the the podcast that I do, we did we did these couple lives, and and uh, Joey came to one of them, and I hadn't seen him for a while, and so I um, fans have been reaching out and sending pictures from that of of Joe and I together and video and things like that, and I've been trying to post that stuff just so fans could really get a sense of who he was compared to just the character. Yes. Um, but I think, I think at the end of the day that it, what should keep someone going is, is the fond memory that, that you have of someone that you've lost. Uh, because it, it wouldn't mean that much to you if, if the memories weren't, weren't amazing. Mm. So, um, look back at them all, look at, look at pictures, look, you know, think of, think of times, think of the, the feeling of being around them and, and the, and touching them. And, um, yeah, uh, again, it's all, it's all you have. So you can either, you can either waste the, uh, valuable time that you have in mourning someone in thinking about the loss of them or thinking about the things that were amazing and what an amazing relationship and time that you had um same thing with uh with jessica and with denise um amazing people we were really lucky on our show we had an amazing uh crew of people we had an amazing group of people and everyone everyone did their job with such pride and love and kindness and we were all together for so long in van nuys as you've (laughs) as you've mentioned we you know we were in this like remote sort of location um but we all just loved each other we would have done anything for each other and that's it's such a blessing i don't know if i don't know if the industry is necessarily the same i i I'm I'm sure it's the same for some casts and some mm-hmm. people that work together. Um, and they know the, the ones that are on shows with people where they've got that sort of connection and that sense of family, they understand that it is uh it's a rarity. It's a it's it's rare that you get a group of people together that are all sort of on the same road that you are on the same path that you're on, and so you all uh, hold hands and just travel it together. Mm. Um, and our show was that it was that for 10 years. Yeah. This has been great guys catching up and seeing all of you and reliving this stuff. You know, I mean, this, all three people that I've gotten, I got to know Jessica, we had Denise on our podcast too. And, and we did that zoom with, with Joey and it was really, it's been just great to be a part of this universe and, I know as a fan, like, as I said to you guys earlier, like you really made a difference in your work 
And um, I think a lot of people are looking for a place to go right now when they're dealing with their own loss and whatnot. And the fact that they have Beverly Hills 90210 and what we were just talking about is so important because it's a place that is always there for them. So um, it's uh, it's really beautiful what you guys did in this conversation has been really awesome too. Yeah. Well, Pete, we have to say thank you to you also for bringing us all back together. I mean, this has led me to appreciate this whole experience on a whole other level. We I mean, agree. To know people again. I agree. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So thank you, Pete. Much appreciated. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Pete. <laughs> Just um, wanted to follow up on what Brian said there. You know, this is um, some tough times. Um, I'm a lot like all you guys, right? So I'm your age and grew up watching Beverly Hills 90210 and seen some family members go and have been going through stuff like everybody else. And um, I really want this podcast to be a place for all of you, for all of us to remember this show through the show and remember that um, we have each other. So I hope that was really a lot of fun because it was a lot of fun for me. I hope you enjoyed watching and listening to it. And we'll be back next week with more Beverly Hills 90210 show. And we've got some really exciting things coming in September. So uh, we will see everybody next week. <laughs>